Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Ferguson, joined with Reed Bacon. Have another great podcast today. Uh, we were talking about the Heisman Trophy, um, Hendon getting snubbed, not getting the invite, and Caleb, Will- Caleb Williams winning it. Uh, then we are also talking about the Blitnikoff, Jalen, and everything he did this year to deserve it. Um, and a little bit of a hot take with it. So you guys aren't going to want to miss that. Uh, before we get into any of that, if you guys are watching on YouTube, please subscribe, uh, leave a comment, hit that like button, hit that notification bell. Helps us so much. Um, helps with the algorithm. So please do that. If you're listening, rate and review, uh, leave five stars if you can. Download and re-download. Um, that also helps us out. Uh, we do have merch now, so you guys go check that out. How we doing, bud? T-shirts. They're great for Christmas presents um, for the Vol fan in your life. And if you want to follow us on social media, at Believe in Tennessee, uh, for our main account on Twitter, at rbacon 26 read at Kyler Curbison, uh for myself on all social media platforms. Um, and, yeah, so let's get into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no Sir Reed. No, Sir Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins. by Tennessee to one. Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down to the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. It is the place to go for betting. It is your number one source for betting. They have all the odds, all the team totals, all the parlays that you could ever want, and they cover every sport. You got NFL, you got NBA, you got tennis, you got golf, you got baseball, you got everything you could think of. It is the place to go if you're going to bet on anything and make anything exciting. So for first-time signups, go over to betonline.ag, and for a 50% welcome bonus, use promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V at checkout and receive that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, Another amazing podcast for you. We're going to touch on some stuff that we didn't get to in previous podcasts and also catch up on the weekend. But first, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Tyler, big sexy man. I got to see you this weekend, so it was a great, great weekend. Um. I will say I have to pick a bone with you. I don't like that you say we have another great podcast for you because sometimes they're okay. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're really good. Other times we've had some stinkers. 
So maybe we need I mean, to make- obviously there's going to be good ones and bad ones, but you know, but right now as we start, I have no idea if it's going to be good or bad. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess great. Okay. All right. I was going to say, don't lie to the, I was going to say, don't lie to the people because you don't know yet, but then I like the, the positive <laughs> trajectory. You have to, you have to, yeah. or if I'm not over here smiling, it's going to be a, a bad podcast. Well, you weren't smiling for the South Carolina one, so yeah, that was a tough podcast to get through. <laughs> That's right. I don't think I don't think our you know watchers and listeners even wanted to watch or listen to that. They were just like, God, I don't want to be depressed. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm doing well. Uh, it was a great weekend. Um, Friday night, just took it easy, relaxed, worked out, binge watched some Tulsa King with my mom. <laughs> Roberto, my dad was, uh, he's been sick the past week. So he was downstairs trying to, you know, rest and get the film better. Georgia was out. So Karen and I just dominated some, some, uh, some TV watching. And then Saturday, man, came over, got to see you and, or excuse me, Saturday drove to Nashville, got there in time for a great church service uh, at St. Henry's uh, Catholic Church, kind of in the in between Bell Mead and Bellevue area. Mm. Um, and then my mom wanted to go to Spiri's, you know, one of her favorite, probably, probably really is her favorite restaurant to go to for dinner. So it's, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, what Spiri's is, it's a old yes. school steak. Old yes, school steak it's, it's a, it is a very good one. Um, I actually just went to Moto Cucina, which is an Italian restaurant. It's right next to Kane Prime last yeah. night uh, for the company Christmas dinner. And they had all these leftovers, and I took like a, a whole thing of just steak. That's all it was, <laughs> just steak. And I had two steak sandwiches for lunch today. It was awesome. <laughs> was the food good? Did you like the place? Oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. We did this yeah. like whole like menu thing where it was like appetizers come out, then salads, then mains, then dessert. Like it was like just coursed through. Yeah, awesome. that is hype. That is hype. Yeah, so Karen and I did that Saturday night. And then woke up Sunday and got to see your beautiful smiling face for the for the Titans game. So we were able to, or you had got tickets uh, yes. from one of your from one of your Shout clients. Out to Ferguson uh, Lighting, they are a vendor of Rogers Build and sell lights and plumbing and tile and appliances Everything. and all that stuff. And uh, they have box seats for the Titans game. Gave it to us because we spent some money with them. So. Uh, Shout out to them. Very much appreciate that. And it was, yeah, it was a good time. Titans laid an egg, but it was still good seeing you. Yeah. And, and, and I don't take those losses on the chin anymore. Like I've said on here, like I know who my Titans are, you know, like started the season. I was very optimistic, but still was like, Hey, I still don't trust necessarily the offensive line. Then when Taylor Wong goes down, I'm definitely nervous about it. You know, was waiting to see if we had any chance of replacing AJ Brown on the outside. Now, as the season's gone on, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to make the playoffs, just win the division. But now I'm like, I don't even know if I even really care to win the division because I know they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. Just give me the better draft picks. Yeah. So it was like, so I mean, I was there and I enjoyed watching it. Like I always enjoy being in the stadium. There's no way not to enjoy it when you're in a in a suite or a box. Like it's just. You know, it's first class, it's food, drink, you know, convenience, the whole nine yards, so it's great. Um, 
And then uh, after that, you know, got to go to local taco, another one of my favorite spots over in Nashville. So it was, it was nice. And my mom and I, you know, from living over there a couple times, which uh, it's always good to be back, man. I, I thoroughly, and I mean, I love Nashville. It's, you know, Knoxville and Nashville are both home for me. So, uh, yeah. um, but, but yeah, we do have to tell a story before we move into any <laughs> Tennessee stuff, but as we're leaving, trying to get out of the stadium, read, you know, cause the, Usually you have to wait on elevators when you're in the box seats and it takes a while for the elevator. So we're like, all right, let's find some stairs. Reed finds a stairwell, doors closed. And I, I immediately am like, I don't want to get locked in a stairwell. So go down and check. He goes down to the very bottom, sees that the doors open. He's like, all right, come on. So I come down there. We literally walk out on the floor. <laughs> and as soon as we walk out, the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaches just came out of an elevator and they're just, walking right by us and it's like literally going into locker rooms like down into wherever everybody like underneath the stadium is and uh reed and i just start walking and the guy's like hey do you guys have credentials i was like no we're just trying to get out of here he's like you need to go back up but follow reed and maybe you might run into somebody important yeah, 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 yeah. That happened a lot this weekend. We we ran into some some different. I I I know I know so many people. I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the people that that listen or watch this pod are going to disagree with me. But I think Garth Brooks is extremely overrated. I I I, I just <laughs> I don't think he's me. But yes, every time I'm in Nashville, you see somebody like we were at Spirits eating and Garth Brooks and his wife Trisha Yearwood were right behind us. No, I didn't say anything to him. No one was bothering him. As we left or as we were entering that day, it's the 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 Chrisley family uh, that I don't really know much about them except they're on TV and their daughter and the wife was coming out when we were there. Um Nashville like LA of the South. Seriously though, it is. And then we saw there was someone else too. Uh but um yeah, so it was hilarious because, like Kyler said, we walk out of the of the suite and we're like, "All right, we got to go." Karen's waiting on us to pick us up, <laughs> and so there's a line starting to form, like you were explaining at the at the elevator. And the lady was like, "Hey, if you guys don't want to wait, you can go. You can go right and go down stairwells, and then an uh, escalator, or you could go left and go down a ramp." Is what she called it. Well, everyone either went towards the stairs and the escalator. And of course we just were like, we'll go the other way. And so it's just Kyler and I chose that way. Well, then I see a, a it says stairwell, but it says fire exit. And we're looking around. I'm like, well, I don't see a ramp. And you're like, bro, I don't think that's it. And I was like, well, who cares? Like it's a stairwell. Like we can get down. <laughs> we're going to get out eventually. Yeah, exactly. Like, we'll just, we don't know where the ramp is. Let's just take these stairs. So we go in the stairwell and it's a kind of an eerie feeling because it's a big stairwell. And like there's 60,000 people trying to exit the stadium, but yet, you and I are the only ones that end up in this one stairwell. So maybe it really was a fire exit. And you were like, and I was like, come on, dude. And you're like, no, you're like, no, dude. you're like, they're like, I was like, come on, what are you doing? And you're like, no, like, what if the doors don't unlock? Like, go, go check. So I go down one level to four and I pull the doors. I was like, yeah, dude, this was not unlocked. Like you might want to stay. So I went down to number three. Well, as I was going to check that door to open it, like right as I'm opening, a lady walks out and I don't know what her name was, but she was dressed very nicely. And I was like, and she had her media credentials. I was like, oh, I think she was one of the local people for like, she was uh, like News 5 over there. Like I've seen her before, but I didn't know who it was. 
I was like, oh, this is like the press box area and all that stuff. And they were all starting to beeline it down to 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 go. Well, we thought they were leaving, did not put two and two together. Like, hey, they got to go do like the the pressers and all that. So I yelled to Kyle. I was like, hey, it's unlocked. Come on down. So I stood there and waited and just watched all the media members flow out, rushing down. Finally, Kyler gets down there and then I was like, well, I guess we'll just follow them on the way out. And as we open the door and walk out, we literally see to the right, and here's all the the Jacksonville Jaguars coaching staff that was up in the box flown. And we're like, uh, so I looked at Kyle, I was like, uh, this is awkward. Like, uh, and I was like joking. I was like, oh, good, what good win, Jags. <laughs> and then and then on the other side of the railing, it's funny because the Titans coaches were coming down. So it's kind of funny that the coaching staff see they walk right by each other. They have a little yeah. baby barrier, but you walk right by each other. No, and, I think and, I mean, I think most Coaches' boxes are literally right next to each other mm-hmm. in most stadiums. And all those coaches are all a bunch of good old boys. Like, they all pretty much know each other. So, it's not like it's going to be weird. It's not like, you beat us in this regular season game. Let's fight. <laughs> so, yeah, it was hilarious because Kyle and I were like, uh, whatever. Like, and we were like, we'll just walk. And if someone says something to us, okay. But, like, we're not going to, like, try to sneak around and find something. And then that's when they're like, hey, what are you all doing down here? And we're like, we're just trying to leave. Like, yeah, that's it, man. I'm not trying to yeah. steal anything. I'm not trying yeah. to. Yeah, not, I'm just trying to get out of here. Yeah, we we don't care. We don't need to go see the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Titans locker room. So yeah, we left. But uh, that that was it. The funny part was when we're walking, and like I said, it was so eerie because all these people are trying to leave, and you and I are the only ones in this. And it's a big stairwell. It's not, it's like. I mean, it's like a double wide, um, like two lane stairwell. So it's not a small one. It's big. And it's like, how are we the only ones in here until we ran into the media people? <laughs> so it was funny. Just typical you and I stuff. Um, we're hanging, we're, yeah, exactly. We're hanging out. But yeah, it was a great weekend and it was yeah. great team. Um, so it was a good cap to the weekend, uh, even though the Titans lost. But um so things that we did not talk about in the last podcast are awards. Uh, and obviously the two big ones, uh, the Heisman and the Bolitnikov. Um, so I let's start with the Heisman. Uh, I, <laughs> I have little to no respect left for the actual award. Um, I always knew that, you know, awards are political and there's a lot more that goes into them besides the actual stats or exactly what you do on the field. A lot of it is popularity. And there's a reason why, you know, all these awards are voted on by media. So it's like, does that media person like you as a person? That's what matters more. Like when you interview with them and they're like, hey, he did a good job and he was nice and you know, he wasn't short with me. They'll vote you in over another guy who was short, who might be a better player than you. So that part of it, but Caleb Williams ended up winning the Heisman and he wholeheartedly deserves that Heisman. He had the best season of any quarterback this year. And if he was not on that team, they would not have won 10 games. He is the only reason their defense is atrocious. Yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, said stuff about our defense and letting up that many points to South Carolina. It's not even close. USC's is horrible. Um, so he had to push through a lot to just even be able to 
win in the Pac-12 at all. Um, so I think he does deserve it. But having Stetson Bennett in the top four is so ridiculous. Um, it has nothing to do with his actual stats of this year. It is the fact that he's played multiple years. He has a really good winning percentage. Uh, his team is in the playoffs for the second year in a row, and he's the quarterback of that team. But I thought when people said it, the best is you take these four guys that went up for the Heisman and Hendon, and you switch them around and put them on different teams. If Stetson Bennett was on USC, they'd go five and seven. Like if Caleb Williams was on any of the other teams, they all have success. If Stetson Bennett was on any other teams, they don't have the same amount of success. Um, and I feel good about that. Maybe Max Duggan, maybe not have that much success at other places because TCU's defense has like magically gotten away with things this year for some reason. But Stetson is a fine player and he is a good quality quarterback in college. But in no way is this guy the fourth best quarterback in the nation and should and is gets to go to New York for the Heisman. I mean, how can another SEC player win SEC player of the year and Stetson Bennett gets voted? So my quick question for you uh, before I jump in is when did uh, when did you lose your respect for, for the Heisman? Was it this year because of what they did to Hendon or is it years past? I think it's slowly been going down. Um, and I think it all started in – 97 <laughs> you know what I mean it's just uh but there are some years that like you know Lamar Jackson should have won the Heisman the year he won the Heisman like I wholeheartedly believe that or Johnny Menzel or Cam Newton like those were legit there's no one else that should have won so in that sense I do feel like they give it to the right person but this this like bringing in these other guys, it never makes sense. It's never it, like it, I just never agree with who they have there. Um, and like I said, it's just so political and so behind the scenes and has nothing to do with your play on the field. Yeah. So I, you know, we were still younger when all the stuff happened with, with Peyton, which is funny if you think about that. Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning, Randy Moss, and Ryan Leaf. And three of those dudes are Hall NFL Hall of Famers, and two of them. I mean, m maybe Charles Woodson as well, but, like, Randy Moss and Peyton Manning are arguably the best ever at their positions. I'm I'm just saying, like, people could legitimately – One argue. year and one like, year, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's insane. It's insane. It's probably – yeah, it might be the best group of Heisman finishes, and that's even with one of the, one, one of the four being one of the biggest busts and – all of the NFL and stuff, but um, I I personally don't care about the Heisman. I think it's funny because I was on Xbox Live middle way through this NFL season, and I had two of my my buddies on there, and they were arguing about the Heisman. And one was like, "Yeah, like if if Hendon can win the Heisman this year, it'll be great for Tennessee, um, like good for recruiting stuff like that." My other buddy's like, "Who cares? Like the Heisman doesn't mean anything." And like I don't, he's like you know, it's political. It, it doesn't have the same luster or is the same, um, 
the same kind of um, juice as it used to have. And I don't even want to say that because I haven't been around that long. So, hell, it could have been a bunch of BS and political back then and not have gone to the same people. So I'm not going to speak on something if I wasn't there. But I bring that argument up to say I think both are true. I think both can be true. Like you still want your team to win it so mm-hmm. that – you can, you know, have recruits come in and take pictures with it or say, come play for Coach Heupel and he can win you the Heisman. And then also think that, like, it's not what it meant to be. You're like, it is a popularity contest. So, personally, I think both things can be true. And so I thought that was a um, – you know, I thought it was funny that we were arguing about that. I personally um, – I, I guess you could say it's kind of hypocritical. Like, would I have loved for Hendon to be there so that we could have one at the University of Tennessee over in the Anderson training facility when people come in? Yeah, sure. But like, I don't watch, I don't watch it. I don't get fired up about it. I don't get upset about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just have to expect. And it's not like, it's not like you enjoy Tennessee football because we have Heisman's, you know what I mean? Like, well, well, and I also the guys, but. Right. But I also, I also just, I'm not going to say and say like, Oh, as a Tennessee fan, I just accept for us. I expect for us to get screwed or, or get the middle finger. But like, I just expect that for a lot of teams and a lot of different situations, if you're not a blue blood or like, you know what I mean? And like Tennessee is a blue blood college program, but we all know that Ohio state Notre Dame and USC and, you know, Bama with, with Saban, like they get that type of stuff. And, and so I, I personally don't watch it. I mean, like you said, good point. The years at Johnny Menzel or, or, or Lamar Jackson or, um, like you said, Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, like all those guys, like, yeah, they deserve it. They were they were the best players, so I'm, I'm fine with them winning it. Hell, I was even happy to see Devontae Smith win it when he was at Bama because I thought – but He definitely should have, shouldn't have been Mac Jones. Well, like, I just think – yeah, I think I think – Devontae Smith was cold blooded and it was nice to see a receiver get it besides just being a quarterback award. And, and I will say, I don't watch it and don't really keep up with it. What I mean, like if I hear about who won it, like, okay, cool. Like, great. I move on about my day. But like the last time I remember watching one and was bummed is like, and I don't really like him as a person or a player in the NFL. Uh, but I did really respect his game in college, but like in Dominican Sue probably should have won it the year that he was there. I remember and you, and you know me, this ties into the bigger picture for all this, and I'll wrap all this up in just a second. But, like, I'm a big eye test guy. Like, I like looking at stats, but, like, I trust my eyes. And mm-hmm. that's what frustrates me because there's so many of these voters. And I just don't think that, A, they either have enough time or they don't – like, they – because I'm assuming they, don't they are – I'm yeah exactly and I think they are very busy like with their day-to-day jobs and like it's tough to watch every football game all the way through so that so like I think we have a lot of people voting that either just look at the stats maybe watch one guy play one time and if he played great that's their impression if he played bad that's their impression and then like and then that you know like I said stats a couple watch maybe they got some sports center highlight watches in there and I just yeah. I would rather I would rather the Heisman Trophy be like hey we're going to get you know we're going to get 18 people and their job is to be the Heisman Trophy committee. And, like, they need to legitimately watch film and watch all these games through, take everything into account, you know. And, like, like I said, like you already said, some years they do get it right in, mo- in most people's opinion. But for me, uh, yeah, when Adamica Sue didn't win it that year, and I was just like, you know, it's it's a quarterback, it's a receiver, it's a running back thing. It's not necessarily that, the best. That part of it kind of stinks, too, where it's like – you have to be a certain position to get it, which is why, like what you said earlier, like Devontae Smith winning it was really cool because it wasn't a quarterback. Right. It's just been quarterbacks 
consistently and then throwing in a couple of running backs in there. Right. Um, right. And, and, and what I was going to say to tie that into the Indominus Sioux thing, like I remember being uh, at, at Jack's house and we watched that Texas Nebraska, I think it was the big 12 championship. And I was just so in awe of how he, you know, Indominus Sioux as a defensive tackle was just wrecking that game. Like, it's just like, I love that. It's just like with Aaron Donald last year in the Super Bowl for an interior lineman to not just wreck the game, but basically like take it over. And then they got kind of screwed because they he was he was coming on a, you know, he gotten through to Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy throws it away to not take a sack. And there's like one second left. They kick the field goal. You know how it all is. Like whatever. I whether it was should have been one second left or not. But but yeah. So that's why I'm like I just don't care about it. Um, and, and and for the finalists this year. Um, I'm happy Caleb Williams won. Like for me, the Heisman Trophy this year. If Caleb win, Caleb Williams, I'm I'm fine with that. Like I've watched him. Now I haven't watched him a ton, but I've watched him probably two games, and I think he's a fabulous player. I think Bryce Young is a fabulous player. So I would be fine with Bryce Young winning. Now once again, they're not going to give it to him because he won it last year, and that's just kind of how it goes. Even if he probably maybe did deserve it this year, which um, is which is part of a problem with it you know what I mean like it, it wouldn't matter how well he played this year like he probably wouldn't have gotten it unless it was like leaps and bounds above everybody else just because they're right. like well he got it last year right right but and that's Max, not how you should look at things you should look at it as who's the best player right right and Max Duggan man I, I like Max a lot I'm happy that TCU got into when Tennessee was out of it I was pulling for them to make the playoff I'm happy they made the playoff I love watching that kid. There's no – everyone loves that kid after watching him in the Big 12 – in the, yeah, I guess, Big 12 championship. Like, dude's a baller. Like, that was sick as hell. Um, you know, and so I was happy for him. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I actually think Stetson's a pretty good little ball player. Like, I really do. Now, does he deserve to be there over Hinton Hooker? No. Like, he doesn't. But, like, he – I think he gets knocked as being, like, a game manager. And I think he is much more than a game manager. I think that he does – like, when I've watched him with my eyes, like, he makes the right plays. Like, he's much more than Alabama of the years past or, um, you know, some of these other good teams that just kind of had a system quarterback or a game manager. Like, mm-hmm. he he makes some he makes some plays. And, like, I, I think Stetson's a little bit better than maybe people would think. But I guess I can't say that because he got to be a Heisman finals and didn't deserve it. So, I guess he's getting enough credit. My biggest one that I was going to be furious if you want it – with C.J. Stroud because, like, I've watched C.J. play. And I'm like, it's just another Ohio State product of the moment. They they beat up on all these crappy teams all year. He – he some foreshadowing. I think he does have the best receiver on his team in in in, in, uh, in college with Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll get there. Um, and so it's like I've watched him play against Pitt, uh, Penn State. Penn State's not that good. And, like, he didn't look good at all in that game. I He didn't look good against Michigan. So it's like he pads all his stats has one important game and they get blown out and he doesn't look good. Like, so I'm just so over that, yeah. that, that Ohio state BS. So I, I, I listen, if Stetson goes and, and Hendon goes instead of CJ Stroud, I would have loved that. Like I would have been like, okay, bet. Like that's awesome. Cause like, I just watch it with my eyes and I just don't see it from CJ. And I'm like, I'm just sick of the pad stat, you know, the, the stats padding against Indiana, you know, that- Iowa, all this bull crap. And it's like, he's, there's nothing that watching makes me watch and be like, I don't think he's anywhere as good as is is Caleb Williams or Max Duggan or Bryce uh, Young or Hinton Hooker or Stetson Bennett from time to time. Stetson had some really nice plays 
in the game against against Tennessee, which was the biggest game of the year at the time for them. Like, yeah, which is why I said like Stetson is a good college quarterback. That is like that's true. And like when you're comparing to like Alabama teams of the past, like I would take Stetson over AJ McCarron and Greg oh. McElroy and those guys that were just yeah. you know had big ass running backs and wide receivers out there. Or the Blake ass, like, or Blake Sims or Jacob Coker or any of those guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely sure. taking Stetson over them. Um, I take him I take him over Jordan Jefferson who was, you know, in the national championship game with LSU. Like, yeah, he's, he's and that's CJ Stroud, yeah, it reminds me of Troy Smith, the quarterback yeah. for OSU who won it. And I remember watching games that year and being like, he's throwing 50-50 balls. To his wide receivers, every single one deep ball is a 50-50 ball, and his wide receivers are making incredible plays. He had he had he had Ted Ginn and Santonio Holmes as wide receivers. Yeah, and, and their defense and their defense was loaded. Yeah, so it was insane. Like his touchdowns were sixty-yard touchdowns, and they were jump balls in the end zone. Right, and I was just like, I, I've never seen someone underperform but still make it all the way because everyone around him was so good. I mean, seriously, Tyler, like, you know, you just you just put yourself in a situation where you go to a big-time school that has a lot of people around you, and it's like, you know, like you're going to be there even if you don't really deserve it because you're at the school and patent stats and, like, you know, so. Hey, and anyways, uh, how incredible is Lincoln Riley's run of Heisman quarterbacks? I mean – if you're yeah, a quarterback, I, you got to look at him and go, "Hey, he might not win national championships, but I'll get a Heisman and probably get drafted early because all he cares about is offense." Yeah, I mean, I personally would not go there at all. I mean, like if I met with him and I was say if I was a, you know, top 3, top 5 quarterback coming out in USC, I mean, I'd go out there and take my visit and you know, USC's cool, even for, uh, you know, a south, a guy from the south or the east coast wherever you want to call it, like yeah. I'm not going there. Cause I I want to win. Like I I don't care about the Heisman Trophy. Like if I went, if our team goes nine and three and I don't get to play in a in a college football playoff, like I don't care about the Heisman Trophy. That's me personally. Like you know when I have a Josh Heupel or you have these other good offensive minds that are also going to get you a chance to to win a to win a national championship. But say all that to say this. Now we go to the Blitnikoff Award winner, and it was funny. Like I didn't even know the awards were go going on on the Thursday, and I sit down for dinner. And I look up, I'm like, oh, dang, the awards are on right now. Like, that's funny. And I didn't think they were going to give it to, to Jalen. I didn't. I thought, okay, Ohio State guy, you know, Marvin Harrison's probably got the stats. Like, you know, whatever. Jalen won it. I couldn't be happier for Jalen. I couldn't be happier for Tennessee. Like, it, it, it was like a little bit of some um, some uh, revenge or like some, some kudos to how good this team and how good this offense was. You know, if Hendon – like, I, you know, I know people could sit on Twitter and put all these stats and all this stuff and the comparison of the players. The best one and, and the funniest one is Hendon's the SEC player of the year, but doesn't go to, to you know, Heisman. So that was the funniest Over one. another SEC player. <laughs> right. So, but back to Belenikov. So it's like Jalen wins it. And he had, and he won it because he had the better stats. And he did have some big time moments in big time games. I mean, five touchdowns against Alabama is is undeniable. Then the LSU catches he had, like the Kentucky catch, you know, he had, you know. It, I mean, he had so not, many multiple touchdown games versus big opponents. And not and, and he should have had one against against Georgia. I mean, he was open twice and, and, and Hendon missed him. So it's like he produced 
in the biggest games, even if it was just running straight and catching a ball like he produced. Now, I went and I've watched Marvin Harrison Jr. I did watch some highlights of him. I absolutely think he is the better receiver. I think he's the best receiver in college football because he can do it all. He can mm-hmm. run by you. He can contort his body and make catches that Jalen Hyatt wishes and he could. And and that's not a knock on Jalen. Like, go make your money. You no one can ever take that award from you. You were the best uh, best receiver in college football for that year. That that's awesome. I'm just saying, like, I get if Ohio State fans are mad because as a Tennessee fan, like. I, I, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best. Like, he can do everything. He can legitimately – like, just go watch a five-minute clip of his highlights and you will see every type of catch. A sideline catch to keep his feet inbounds. A catch where he makes some people miss and breaks tackles. One where he goes up and mosses somebody. One where he can go up and contort his body. Like, dude's a special player. Now, yeah. now the one argument that, that people can have is, well, you know, he's doing it against all these Big Ten slap dicks and, and, and Jalen's out there doing it against Bama and all these other people. And and I, I agree with you, you know. And the other thing but, about Jalen But at the same time, what you just described, the complete wide receiver and the sideline catch and the jump ball and the taking a screen to the house and the making people miss and the toe taps. If you look at Jalen Hyatt highlights, there's not any of those. <laughs> they are all I'm running past somebody. I'm getting a deep ball and I'm scoring. I mean, he had one touchdown where he broke a tackle, like that one versus uh, UT Martin, I think, was like his only one. So, yes, it, like it's it's a lot more well, simple of a game Jalen right. has. It, right. And, and there are times, don't get me wrong, Jalen, as the season went on, he had some really nice catches that we talked about where it was uh, – you know, a, a kind of a skinny post or a, a dig route. And he did have those catches across the middle where he would get hit. And there was, you know, there was one I said, hey, I think it's his best catch of the year. I think it was against Georgia. It was wet, rainy, guy right on his back. He double caught it, but he still caught it. Like, th- so he did have some of those. But the majority of them just go route, go route, go route. And once again, I still think it's more of a product of of Hypel when it comes to Hendon Hooker. Or when it comes to Jalen, like I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a better receiver than Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, but, but I but but how Coach Heupel puts his players in position to succeed is unbelievable. Just like I think Bryce Young and Caleb Williams are better quarterbacks, and I think Max Duggan or someone else could be put the same stats up as Hendon put up in this offense. So it's like I also take that into an you know when I'm watching it my eye test and stuff like that. But I'm still super happy for Jalen. Yeah. Um, in a million years going into the season, I never would expect it because, and you can still to this day, even with what's happened, you can still argue and say, well, technically, Jalen's not even the best receiver on the team. Like, <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, mean, everybody thinks Cedric is right. So I mean, he just got injured. So, yeah. um, and that's nothing to take away from Jalen. Again, I'm just saying like. Ohio State fans are going to say, well, he didn't deserve it. I'm going to say, well, hell, there's some Tennessee fans that are going to tell you he ain't even the best receiver on the team. Yeah, and, like, I think Jalen deserved it because of what he did. The fact he had 15 touchdowns on the year. He had five versus Alabama. He had two or three versus LSU. Uh, Like, if you say that, it's like, yeah, you obviously deserve this. Now, if I'm I'm an NFL head coach – and I'm drafting receivers, 
I'm probably going to pick Marvin Harrison Jr. over Jalen Hyatt. You're not probably. You're 100. You're 100 out of 100 times. Yeah. Unless, unless, because unless he has everything. Unless you already have like an AJ Brown, a uh, a Justin Jefferson, a Cooper Cup, yeah. a even like a old DeAndre one. Hopkins. Unless you already have one of those, and you're like, hey man, Jalen is special because he's going to take the top off. But this is a perfect example of like most deserving compared to better. Mm-hmm. You know who 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 is the more accomplished? Who was the who is the more accomplished, more deserving? You know, stats wise, what they did compared to who's the best? Yeah, it's like and the same of like getting uh, you know Ohio State in over Alabama or TCU in over Alabama, where Alabama's right. like, well, we would beat them if we play. Right. And it's like you might be more talented, but you're not more deserving than TCU. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I like you can almost view it as Jalen is like a DK Metcalf, where it's like he's got straight line speed and he'll beat you on the deep ball, but he's not really making a lot of cuts. And you know, DK killed the combine, but he still wasn't, you know, the top five receiver drafted. Like there right. were a lot of other receivers drafted ahead of him, so it's like. That's the same kind of avenue where it's like, yes, he is very good. He is. But this holistic view of the wide receiver is a lot different. Right. Right. Um, But to say all that, people don't get mad in the comments and say we're a bunch of haters. No, we're so we're so happy. We're so happy for him. I'm so happy for Jalen. I like I love the fact that Tennessee now has a Blitnikoff winner. Should have been um, insane. Did we not have one before that? Was that our first no. one? It's insane. With it's with, insane. I mean, with the receivers that we had, even before our time. So I don't even want to. You know, I've heard the names of all the. You know, Carl Pickens or Willie Gott or I mean, I'm leaving people out because it's before my time. But even during my time, I mean, probably my top three favorite vol of all time was Peerless Price. I mean, I was obsessed with Peerless Price growing up. I mean, dude was an absolute dog and then you had you know and i'm not saying i'm not comparing that they're better or whatever and maybe this is just a fault of me being a young kid and loving those guys but like i said peerless price was fantastic um dante stallworth was fantastic um you know meacham had some 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 absolute great run in him meacham Um, Meacham still has a single season record he beat Jalen by 37 yards yeah and i think and if i'm not mistaken he was like top 25 draft pick by the saints and then Um, I mean, obviously, everyone who's close to everyone's heart is, is Jawan Jennings and what that guy did. And, like, you know, so there's been so many good receivers that have come through. I mean, Dante, I don't know if I said Dante Stallworth, but then even, like, Joey Kent. Um, I mean, it's the, – the list is, is, is pretty pretty wild. So, I mean, Flash of the Pan guys of, like, Justin Hunter and Cordero Patterson, they were great, like – yeah, CP's probably the best person I've ever seen with the ball in his hands at University of Tennessee. It was in, in, insane. Yeah, he he was crazy, dude. Even James Banks. I mean, James Banks for for some time. Kelly Washington. I mean, who was the other guy uh, with Meacham? Um, uh, Harold Jones. Is Gerald Jones. Gerald, Gerald Jones. Jones. Yeah, Gerald he, Jones. He was number four. Yeah, what's his name? Um, Kiffin absolutely made Gerald Jones a stud that year. I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of good ones. Yeah, yeah, incredible. So I'm well, glad we finally had that in our trophy case. I'm glad I get to see the Blitnikoff with all the other ones in the complex, um, and just kind of puts it 
you know, circle around Tennessee to say, hey, if you're a wide receiver, this is where you want to go. Right. Right. Um, all right. So before we get off the podcast, uh, you know, some news broke today. We're recording a little late, but Mike Leach at uh, Mississippi State has passed. Um, and just wanted to say a quick word that, you know, a lot of people might view him as just a funny guy or someone who, you know, says the most outlandish stuff. But that part of his character was great. Um, the fact that he had an answer for everything, the fact that he was all always entertaining. But this guy's mind and his knowledge of football and what he introduced to football and like the air leech. I mean, he's a pioneer. He, he, he is, you can't write the history of college football without Mike Leach. And, you know, the run that he's had, the, the different places he coached and the different guys that he coached, hell, he even coached Heupel, uh when he was at OU. So, I mean, shout out to Mike Leach. What an amazing human being. And, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a sad day in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, you said it perfectly. Um, yeah, I hate it for uh, his family and friends. And when you're in the coaching industry, um, you you cross paths with a lot, a lot of people, whether it's other coaches, players, whatever. Um, you know, I, I can't speak to him personally. I never met him. I was never around him. But uh, for those people that he had those, you know, really nice and good relationships with, man, I just feel bad for them. Yeah, life's short. Uh, goes by quick, um, and uh, like you, I think you said it perfectly. Like you can't talk about college football without him. And I always liked it because he wasn't a player. You know, he was an attorney, smart guy. And he said, "You know what? I love this game. I'm going to go try to do it." And he did it, and he did differently. And very impressive to win where he won, whether you know at Texas Tech, and then you know what he did. You know, he had some good seasons at Washington State. Very, very impressive. So yeah. Um, also, to finish up, we will uh, – coming up in the coming weeks, we're going to have a, a our big recruiting pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, we'll do a breakdown of the Orange Bowl. You know, we'll do a preview and a breakdown. Then we'll do our end-of-the-year recap and, and award. So, uh, as much as it's a bummer that football season's kind of coming to an end, I still love those pods. I actually really enjoy talking about the recruits, and I love talking about the season as a whole. So, that's kind of what yeah. we have coming going forward. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, and I think I'm just going to rewatch Clemson's uh, game versus North Carolina, the ACC championship, and really cool. like watch the quarterback and see what he has and see if there's anything we can pick up on. But, yeah, some good pods down the road. So super excited about that. Um, all right. Uh, appreciate you guys watching and listening. If you are watching, please uh, subscribe, hit that like button, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. If you're just listening, rate and review, download, re-download. Give us those five stars. Uh, it helps a lot. Um, and uh, we've got merch now, How We Doing Bud t-shirts. So you guys, please get on that. They're great presents for Christmas for uh, all the Vol fans out there. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter, at rbacon 26 read at Kyler Kerbison for myself on all social media platforms. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. As always, go balls.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.